Hello and welcome to another episode of At Your Convenience. I'm your host, Jackson Lewis, and I'm joined here by my fellow editor, Chuck Uli. Uh, Hello. Chuck, thanks for coming today. Uh, you're very welcome, Jackson. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're talking about the food service forum that CSP and Winsight recently put on uh, up here near Chicago. Uh, what were some of the big takeaways from this event? What were people mostly talking about? Uh, some of the big things were food service trends uh, in terms of both design, menu planning, and uh, food items themselves. There was also talk about gasoline. There was talk about staffing issues. There was talk about safety. And uh, last but not least, the menu boards and how important they are in C-stores. So uh, let's let's just uh, start from the, the beginning. What were some of the early presentations that really stood out here? Yeah, sure. Well, the, there were five speakers over three days, well, really two and a half days, uh, but who's counting? And uh, the first speaker was Donna Hood-Kreka, who's the principal at Technomic, which is Winsight's CSP's sister uh, technology research company. And uh, she talked about a lot of stuff, uh, but I will try my best to summarize. First thing she talked about was uh, the labor shortage and uh, just, you know, how that's it's hurting everybody, not just C stores, but, you know, everybody's uh, toughing it out. And she talked about uh, this was interesting. Fuel customer conversion is approaching a two year high. Hmm. And what that means is right now you're getting about 50 percent of customers who will enter a convenience store every time or nearly every time. And they'll go in there and buy beverages, food, tobacco, and lottery tickets. Wow, that's that's huge. I mean, I, yeah. I've I've only been doing this a few years now. Well, I, I guess five years now. But I mean, the the numbers I remember most recently were like twenty percent. Yeah, I think they were pretty down. Yeah. I mean, during during the crunch of the pandemic, the bad, the worst times. Oh, that that was that was during for for the numbers from during the pandemic. You're saying it's I around fifty percent. So. Yeah. So it said it said it's it said, right now it's it's nearing a two year high. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's about 50% who are who will enter a C-store every time or nearly every time. And 52% uh, of uh, C-store patrons continue to work outside the home. And 24% were at home, but now they're going back to work. So there you have about 75% of your C-store patrons available for luring and, you know, getting them back into C-stores. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Could be worse, I suppose, with all the ways that work has changed. Yeah, for sure. And uh, she also talked about C-Store operators. Optimism is rising. In the second quarter of this year, the confidence level was 70 out of 100. Now it's up to 75. So it's gone up five percentage points. All right. All so right. she, she talked a lot about that. She talked about, uh, obviously, the operator challenges with, due to staffing. Uh, one interesting thing was the negative perceptions of C-Stores and how it persists. And sadly, C-Stores, among 12 different categories, like including grocery stores and restaurants. And uh, C-stores sadly rank last in uh, perception in terms of where, you know, would you want to work there? Only 17% view it positively. Number one, the grocery stores, 24%. So it's really not that big. There's only about seven percentage points between the two, but. Right. Be being the most liked in this list isn't anything to really write home about is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> and she talked about increased competition. Uh, in particular for hot beverages, 75% of C-store operators are uh, seeing increased competition for hot beverages from all other different, you know, grocery stores, quick service restaurants, et cetera. So 
to combat this, she says, uh, play up your location, your value, your fast service, and your freshness. And uh, she talked about menu matters and uh, what's what the trends on menus. One thing that was interesting is protein-centric bowls are rising. Like, you know, your grain bowls, chicken and rice bowls, mm -hmm. they are up 120% year over year from last year to now in C stores. So that is a huge jump, 120%. Now, I understand there was another uh, speaker there also talking about some menu trends. Yes, yes. Tom Henkin, who's an industrial designer, he talked about food service trends impacting C stores. And some of the most interesting things he talked about were, he talked about all different sort of ordering concepts. Uh, I'm sorry, all sorts of different yeah, concepts. There's customizing orders, fusion, healthy foods, dietary foods, you know, and on and on. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to go into that now or should I finish up with, uh, with Donna? Let's, let's go ahead and go into this. We've been talking about Donna for a while. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so Tom talked about one way to, to get more C-Store customers is to give them the ability to customize, you know, through multiple day parts. He says, you know, interact with your customers, see what they need, offer a lot of variety. He also talked about food theater opportunities. Which food was, theater? Food theater, yes. And he actually talked about a company, Chicken Kitchen in Miami. Uh, they have a loose script for their employees to engage customers, which leads to better retention. And uh, Tom said that they will actually perform. Uh, every time a chicken is ready, they will celebrate and do a dance. So it's like Ed DeBevix if they were nicer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, Tom said that they love it and the customers love it and uh, it drives fun into the whole food service side of the business. So that was pretty interesting. That That's something I didn't uh, forget. He also talked about in terms of customizing orders. He said, keep it, even if you're going to customize something, keep it simple. Hmm, I know yeah. that's, a, that's a fine line to juggle. Totally. Uh, and you can keep things very simple. He mentioned a hot dog bar, which is still a customizable product. Like Billy Goat, I can relate it to any <laughs> Chicago. Uh, <laughs> yes, I guess that's a that's a that's a hamburger bar, and as opposed to a hot dog bar. But you know, what are, are they really that? Different? And yet another place that will yell at you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Common theme here in Chicago. Yeah, they like to yell at yeah. <laughs> Tom also talked about fusion food concepts. A lot of them are inspired by street cuisine. It's a mashup of ethnic foods and non-traditional foods. Uh, and he said, unless somebody is blatantly ripping you off. It is imitation proof. Hmm. He mentioned uh, uh, croissant tacos, KFC's Chiza. It's a chicken pizza. And the double down dog at, at uh, KFC. Uh, what else? He talked about healthy foods. I think we've heard a lot about this lately. You know, just healthier foods. People want it. And dietary foods. He talked about Burger King's keto burger. Yeah, I think it has no bun. Yeah, comes to no bond. And he talked about handy. Oh, this was interesting. Handy food concepts. Unfortunately, we are not video, but I'll show you. There's a 20-ounce bottle of soda, and around the tip of the soda bottle is a little cup oh, yeah. that is holding what looks like French fries and little chicken tenders. Oh, I mean, that seems like it'd be great for a road trip snack. It, yes. It'd be very, very sea store friendly for sure. Yeah, and that is, I can't read who that's from. Um, but he meant that he has some pictures here from Sheets and Earl, Earl of Sandwich. 
But anyway, handy stuff, things that you could. I remember he did say you're not going to have flan. Is it flan or flan? <laughs> oh, heck if I know. He said you're not going to have <laughs> flan in the car. But he talked about things that are handy. You can grab and go. And then he talked about signature food concepts, uh, you know, just something that would make a big splash and grab people's attention uh, through memorable branding and bold differentiated packaging and, of course, seasonable campaigns. Um, he talked about tech. You know, self-checkout, touchless checkout. Those are kind of his main... Uh, it was very interesting. He's an industrial designer mm-hmm. for API Plus, and they uh, consult with C-stores and restaurants on designing every, you know, everything in their stores. And he wasn't the only one talking about packaging, uh, if I understand correctly? Well, I think... Uh, well, more menus. Mm. Like, that's a good point. He did talk about that, but he also... T- um, Howard Blackiston was another speaker... And he is the principal at King Casey, which is a consulting firm that's been around for decades. And he talked about the importance of the menu board and how he he would ask when they're going into companies and asking them, um, what's your menu strategy? And people would say to him, our menu strategy is to increase sales. <laughs> and How, Howland, did I say Howard? It's Howland. And Howland would say, that's not a menu strategy, which is very interesting. And he just talked about how powerful menus are. And to back it up with some with some uh, statistics, 44% of people, when they go into a C-store, they know what they're going to order before reading the menu board. So that leaves the 56% can be influenced. Because while 44% know, when they walk into a C-store, they know what they're going to order, 46% don't decide until after they've looked at the menu board. And the other 10%, change their minds after going into the C-Store. Oh man, I am always that 10%. I'm always that 10%. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the point of that, um, he says, so uh, Howland says, no marketing tool is as overlooked, underappreciated, or underestimated regarding its ability to increase sales and profits. So what are his, uh, what are his big tips with menu? How, how, how does he say we reach this profit golden land here? Well, he says a lot of it is redesign and placement. And he showed some before and afters of uh, some before and afters of menu boards, and the befores it was just a long gray list with not a lot of pictures and no organization. Everything was the same, and then the afters things were packaged. There was a lot. He said people love to order by pictures. Hmm. I guess it going back to toddlers and picture <laughs> books. Yeah, yeah. But he said customers love to order by pictures, and you also need to have a packaging things, you know, combo meals. He also said that, and I don't know if this is true, but he thought Burger King had the first ever combo meal years and years ago, hmm. which who knows. But he's things you have to um, organize it into combo meals, just have some sort of a structure to your menu board. And I think, you know, this is what, he didn't go into the minutia of it because that's what his company does. And I think they don't want to give away all the secrets. Um, but the before and afters clearly showed you could see how they improved. They, yeah, they, yeah. they were visually more interesting. They were organized. And uh, I'm trying to find the... Uh, well, one thing interesting, the reason people use a menu board, you know, they had data on everything. But the number one reason is to gain pricing information. The second reason is to make a product selection. Hmm, interesting. Want to know how much they're spending before they get into it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he says, why do you enhance your menu board? He says you can improve your overall sales, increase your check average, increase your profit margin, increase speed in ordering, 
and improving the uh, customer satisfaction. It was a uh, he was very interesting. He talked about Dairy Queen. They redesigned their menu boards. Sales went up 21 percent. Noodles and Company went up 31 percent. Uh, Subway went up 14 percent. He didn't he didn't have any numbers for C stores, just these restaurants. But yeah, yeah. Um, he also talked about the principles of zone merchandising and having signs strategically placed around your C store. Like when you're just coming in, you don't want to bombard people, maybe have like just one sale or one promotion as they're coming in, but strategically placing things around the store. Uh, they call that zone merchandising. It was very interesting. Yeah, unless you're coming and going, and you have somebody just put a big old sign in the center of oh, your yeah, store. Oh, yeah, that guy you sent me. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, doing a podcast on that? Oh, we're, I'm definitely going to talk about it at some point. Spoiler alert, there's going to be an article on that at some point. Uh, so there were uh, one or two other uh, presenters that were at this conference. I uh, want to make sure we, we talk about, uh, yes. we cover everybody a little bit here. There were two consultants, Jessica Williams, the founder of food forward thinking, and she talked about food safety. Some of her big points there were to just make food safety, you should be talking about food safety in your store with your team members as commonly as you would talk about sales or the people coming into the store and just always making it a point. And uh, she talked about thermometers should be easy to find. Temperature logs should be reviewed frequently. this one, uh, you should have hooks for aprons outside your restrooms. So you're, oh. so yeah. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't, you want to discourage, you want to give your staff knowing they can just take their apron off and hang it outside the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, laundry service for aprons and towels, pictures of what's, you know, clean and safe. And she said, interesting, like never walk by even a straw wrapper or a cigarette butt if you, you the operator, because that's just, Someone might see you, and that's sending a bad message about safety and cleanliness. Yeah, food safety should be part of the everyday discussion of your uh, of your store. And uh, when setting expectations, you know, uh, you should in a C store culture. She mentioned, you know, health inspections, job aids, reference materials, and scorecards and checklists. Just everything. The other uh, Williams, Courtney Williams, she is the uh, founder of Collaborate, and she talked about considerations for operators as 2022 approaches. And she gave some tips for food service businesses and C-stores to increase their sales. And she said, look outside the four walls of your store, uh, like colleges and high schools, universities, businesses that may have closed down their cafeterias, micro micro markets and other establishments, the front of house operations at hotels and even state and national parks or outdoor areas with vending areas. And she said, uh, you know, if people never came to your store, but you've got your sandwiches, you know, that could be, they might eat your sandwich somewhere else and then that'll lead them to becoming a regular at your store. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she also said, talked about improving your work culture. And she said, and to make your employees feel good. And she said, sometimes it goes beyond just money, maybe giving them extra paid time off or special clothing uh, for working through COVID. And uh, what else did she say? Um, you know, she acknowledged there's a lot going on now in the convenience store. And uh, she said to remain positive. She also said, talk to your customers when they come in and see what they want, which was an interesting point. You yeah. know, because more, as more and more people come back to work, um, you see them, they see them coming in the morning for a coffee or a breakfast sandwich. She said to talk to them and ask them what you can do for them. And what, like, how can I get you to come in here more often? 
playing off that, she said, offer home meal kits, because now that people are going back to work, mm. they might want to come home and cook dinner. So offer some home meal kits they can pick up at the end of the day. Uh, Subscription-based coffee programs can lure customers into the store. LTOs can make a difference, because that'll more likely to draw people into the office. And then she showed a interesting, a very festive, a, it was from JoJo's Ice Cream in Chicago. Again, it's not, not a C store, but it, it's an idea. It was um, an ice cream cone, and it looked like an animal. And there was even waffles for ears. Huh. And I'm sure the kids would love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there was a lot at the forum. I'm just kind of just touching on the, the big points. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Chuck, thanks for coming in and, and sharing your expertise and, and what you learned there. Uh, for anyone listening in, if you'd like to hear more about the CSP and Winsight Food Service Forum, you can uh, go on to cspdailynews.com or check out CSP Magazine. Chuck, thanks again. Thank you, Jackson.